RadioInfluence.com. Hey, gang, welcome into the A Place for My Head podcast. He is Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry P. Tuck. Hope you guys are having a good week. A lot of stuff going on. And I uh, want to get right to it. Our guest this week uh, is model Sarah Scars. And, you know, before we, we get into the interview, there's been a lot going on this past week. So I want to thank you for rescheduling because I know we were supposed to record uh late last week we're recording this on monday the 18th we were supposed to record late last week but brandon you kind of had something come up didn't you yeah a little <laughs> friday ended up being pretty tragic so uh yeah uh, uh thank you sarah for for uh making time to do this today because my dog uh, got got overheated and we had to get him to the emergency room real fast um but he's a stud and he's stubborn and he has made a full recovery so thank god for that yeah, we're, there's, we're, out of, we're out of the woods there. there there's <laughs> nothing worse than, than having a pooch uh, fall ill. Uh, we just, My wife and I just went through that about a year and a half ago with, with our little dog that we ended up losing. And when it happens, it happens quick. So, you know, again, hard. yeah, it's it's tough. And, and Sarah, you know, welcome to the show. And, and thank you for, for, you know, working with us a little bit on the schedule. Yeah, no problem. And Brandon, I, I kind of shared a little bit of my story with you too, but kind of the same thing happened with a dog that I had in the past. So I know exactly what you're going through. So I'm just glad everything's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I thought he was going to be gone to be quite honest. And, and when we got the call and they were like, cause he was blind at one point, I mean, completely blind. And wow. we didn't know if that was going to come back or not, not to get down my whole story of what happened, but uh, they, they called the next day and they're like, he can see he's, he's everything is good. Come pick him up. I'm like, what? That's my dude. That's my dude. I'll say so. all, all I know is I got a text message from you saying, can you believe this shit? And it's a picture of your dog smiling in the passenger seat yeah. of the car the next day. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> like he was almost like looking into the camera going like, fuck, man, that was fun. You guys good? <laughs> he, he, was kind of, he was kind of giving you the, yo, what up, dog? Look, you know, it was like, what the fuck? I'll kind of see. <laughs> but yeah, so Sarah, thank you again. Welcome to the show. And you two have known each other forever. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know, <laughs> if, social media because I used to live out in uh, in California where she's at, and uh, you know we obviously met in the band scene in that industry. Uh, so that was quite a long time ago, um, around circa two thousand seven, two thousand eight ish, something like that. Uh, and my to and from from LA it's ever since then, and then thank God for social media, right? Stay connected. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, um, and and she can speak in uh, you know to detail because I've uh, uh, just had a ton of mutual friends and cross paths a lot. But uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Sarah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so um, a little back, a little bit of background on me, if you guys want to know. So um, yeah, I started out in the music scene, and I was interviewing bands, and I think that's around the time when I that had to have been around the time when I ended oh yeah up, you know when I met you, mutual friends and all that. And, um, yeah, just, I was interviewing metal bands for an online music channel. It was Hollywood music TV. And I did that around 2005 is when I started. I was that I had been what 19 years old then almost 20, maybe something like that. And, um, did that for about four years. But while I was doing that, I, um, kind of fell into modeling. Um, and it was because a lot of the bands, you know, I just was friends with so many bands and unsigned artists and signed artists from all around the world. 
And um, they kind of, you know, they, they they would ask me, hey, can you do, you know, some, can you model my merch or, you know, promote something or, you know, anything related to music. They were like, hey, can you help us out? Can you help me, my band out? You know, and they're, most of them were getting started. So um, sure, I was like, sure, you know, why not? Let's, uh, you know, so took some photos, photos led to like everybody looking at it. And then, and I, and honestly, I did not even think I was, I was like, you should have seen, I don't know if you remember, Brandon, what I looked like back in the day, but I, I feel like I was a walking hot topic. So I look like, I'm pretty sure we all were. I mean, I was definitely, I felt super tomboy. So like growing up, I was super tomboy. And I think that's why I connected a lot with guys because most of the industry is men, you know, in the music industry. So mm-hmm. I just connected a lot with the, with guys and, um, for and some I reason, I, I remember like like a, a new era cap, like kind of like tilted to the to the right. Maybe was yeah. that like yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember. Oh God, yeah. So so it's just interesting because I just felt I was always one of the guys, you know. And when people approached me to model for them, I'm like, okay, like you know, no experience, no idea what I'm doing, but I just did it, and um, I guess people liked it, and that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, that just kind of happened. And then, um, so, but during that time, you know, um, I had, uh, along with not really believing the whole modeling thing that I could do, uh, I was very self-conscious, super self-conscious. And, um, it was all growing up cause I always felt my body was just different. I always felt like a man and I don't know how I can't explain it, but when you're like group, kind of a tomboy, I played sports, basketball, soccer softball I was just super into sports and just I don't know I always felt like I was built kind of bigger than most of my friends so I just kind of felt like kind of bigger even though I like look back at my photos now and I'm like holy crap why can't I be back to that size you know you just do that but um, it's, it's you the know like the same thing they're like oh man if I can go back you know 20 more years uh, I'd be <laughs> fine but you're like back then you're thinking you're you know you're too big and back then it was also like you look at some of the celebrities like skinny was super in back then. I don't know if you remember like Christina Aguilera, super skinny, like super skinny. So like girls would like, that's what we looked up to. Right. Or that's what we thought was. Yeah. Fuck that. Give me some meat. Not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So sorry, man. Wow. No, it's good. I got a lot of meat for you, Brandon. (laughs) Should I leave you two alone? (laughs) Well, thank God. Thank God curves are in now. Right. So it works. Like, like people are paying for these curves, you know? Um, I, th- yeah. I think the promo for the show is officially going to be Brandon saying, I like meat. <laughs> I like meat. <laughs> I like big curves and I cannot lie. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> New shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh. So where did I leave off? So yeah. So, so along with that, this whole, this whole idea that I had in my head of how I thought I was supposed to look and how I wasn't matching up. Right. Um, along with that came, I wanted to get, uh, breast augmentation. I wanted to get my boobs done. I wanted to get surgery. And mostly it was because I, um, I, and you nobody's going to ever believe me with this, but, um, I actually felt I was deformed in my breast area, shall, shall we say? So yeah, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't like anything that was going on. Um, it actually affected me a lot in relationships cause I was, um, very self-conscious. So I never like take my shirt off. I never, it was a really big issue. And I know, People probably like, oh, you know, she, you know, they probably look at me like, oh, you just want to get your boobs. You, everybody just wants them for size. You know, most people probably look at girls like, oh, they're just trying to be, you know, it's Orange County, you know, it's California. 
you know, city of city Mm -hmm. of, yeah, everybody has plastic Mm -hmm. surgery. Right. So that's the first thing they assume, but realistically it it goes a lot deeper. Well, I was going to say uh, this is probably a horrible analogy, but follow me here. My wife is hooked on the TV show botched. Oh yeah. So, you know, you've got the, the weirdos of play uh, plastic surgery, junkies and addicts, but then you get the people that legitimately have issues and, you know, don't don't minimize that because I mean that's yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah, and, so, and it's and truthfully, it's probably a lot more common than people realize. Oh, I yeah. would say it's more common than the other. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was gonna say like so, just to give like an explanation, it wasn't about the size for me. I was actually naturally already a C cup. Um, for me, it was more. Um, I had a lot of stretch marks. I had. And I, I know this is going to sound crazy. I don't even care. I'm going to just say it. But I had giant areolas. Don't care. Proud of <laughs> everything of how they look right now. Call it whatever. You know, um, they were saggy. I mean, it's literally the most deformed. And I don't think anybody would ever believe it unless if they could see from day one pictures. And um, so what happened was I basically went to my my family and I was like, and I told my mom this and she didn't know any of this. Like, I think I, and I don't know what I was probably... Uh, 22 or something. And I came to her and I'm like, mom, like I really have an issue. Like it's affecting my relationships. It's affecting like everything, like, you know, and I would drink, I would have to drink in order to feel comfortable being around somebody or being able to take my shirt off. Like Mm. that was my outlet, my, uh, you know, my escape, you know, in order to feel Mm -hmm. good is I would just drink. And a lot of that showed also when I was interviewing bands as well, I was a lush, I was always partying, drinking. Um, but a lot of that was to mask things, you know, that I was feeling. And, um, so anyway, so I, I did, I, I went to my mom and I'm like, mom, I, I, you know, you won't believe it. And she's like, I don't, I don't believe it. You know? And I told her that I want to get surgery and she's like, prove it. I don't believe this. Like, you know, so anyway, so I showed her and she's like, oh my God, she was a hundred percent on board and the whole family supported it. And, so she believed it and she, she knew, you know, my family knew it was for the right reasons at that point. It wasn't just, you know, waste money for something that I didn't need, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, so I ended up going through, so I went to this one doctor, family, um, referred me to this doctor, didn't, didn't do my research, didn't, didn't know anything, you know, didn't, didn't know anything of, um, you know, w- what to do really or who to pick or I didn't know much about anything. But um, ended up just trusting a family member and went to this uh, doctor and um, went under the first time. And well, first, well, first we you know kind of discussed what was going to happen. We had a whole reconstructive thing we needed to do. He was going to do a lift, and I don't know if you guys know, but it's like when you do the whole reconstruction, it's not just like a little, you know, you don't just do a little incision under and then put the implant in. It's like a full blown, like you got to take the entire areola off. Okay, you get everything tightened and the lift and up and it's a whole thing. Right. It's a whole, it's a big surgery. Okay. So I go under and it's the the doctor says it's supposed to be like a, you know, an hour and a half, two hour surgery, whatever. Right. My mom's in the waiting room. I wake up from this and the doctor's like, I I could just see the face, his face. And it's just like, Oh God, something's not right. You know? And he basically tells me coming out of this, he's like, well, I have some bad news. (laughs) And so, and it's like, and you got to think, this is the moment of my life, right? I've, my whole life, I was like, this is going to be the day where I feel good about myself. Finally, like, I don't have to worry about this. Like, you know, saved up money, like 
the best day of your life ends up being like the worst day of your life ever. So wake up from this and he's like, well, um, I couldn't really, I had two choices. Basically he said, I, he's like, I could put an implant in. Um, but if we put the implant in, I wasn't able to cut everything out and, and do everything, you know, make everything look pretty and nice and areola small and do it all. And he's like, because I found pre-cancer in one of your boobs. Mm. Okay. So, mm. so greatest thing ever, right. You were like hearing this and you're like, what the heck is going on? You know? And so he's like, so there was that option, put like a small implant in kind of cut around um, because he had to scrape basically a giant tumor he found in, in one of them. So there was like nothing to work with. So imagine you have like no skin, right? Cause by the time you cut everything and scrape everything, there's like nothing to work with. So he's like, I, it's either basically no implant almost cut everything or, um, or absolutely no implant. Like I can't put any implant, cut everything, make it all good, look all pretty. And then you'll have to come back. So regardless, I was going to have to do a second surgery because it was either me having a little bit of an implant and then some cuts or no implant at all. Wow. So, so before we, before you continue, this, yeah. this this story took a turn I wasn't expecting. I, I was oh, I yeah. was I was totally expecting you to say the doctor jacked something up because speaking, oh, oh, speaking oh, from experience better. that I, I I've had that happen and it almost killed me. But I didn't see the precancerous thing coming. What the hell was running through your mind at that point? Um, I, I honestly I felt I was lied to. I don't know. You know, I just. It's weird because, you know, I'm in shock. Like, I, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm like, you don't understand. It was like I was crying because I was like, this is not the happiest day of my life. And then I'm thinking, well, is this person lying to me because he just didn't do a good job and he just does, he didn't know what to do? And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think because I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't know any other girlfriends at the time or anybody that had had a breast augmentation. You know, I didn't know anything. And you had no so, clue about any of this. No. Nothing. Yeah. And so I get up from this. Right. And I'm just devastated. But um, anyway, so it. and by the way, my mom thinks I'm dead at this point because the surgery takes like six hours and she's like freaking out and it's all bad. But anyways, go through that. Right. And so the problem with this is, um, you know, to fix anything, you have to wait at least a year. You can't just go like back to back surgery. Right. It's not like, oh, okay, it's whatever. We'll just refix it. Right. It's like I had to suffer for a whole year, um, you know, having these messed up looking boobs, uh, not even ugh, God, if I could show the pictures is so bad, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really messed up. They were so bad. So now not only am I like, this is the worst day of my life. I'm thinking to myself now, I really don't want to take my shirt off ever for anybody because I'm thinking now people are just going to make fun that I have like the worst boob job ever. It's like a hack job. It's, and, it's pretty much like botched. You right. know what it is. Yeah. And, and for the next year, every time you look in the mirror, it's going to remind you of what's gone on. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. yeah. I know that. Jesus, man. Yeah. Jesus. So then, so, uh, so the year passes, right. And the doctor's like, I want to, you know, I really do want to help fix you. And, and it's like, gosh, I'm like, I don't know if I should go with this guy or not, you know, but then he's like, I'm not going to charge you. Like he really wanted to help. So I thought it was just like, okay, maybe he's just really, it really was this precancer and there just wasn't anything he could do about it at the time. And he wants to help me. And so I was like, okay, let's go back in for another surgery. And you know, so and wait, I a whole, a a whole year, a whole huh? year had passed at that point. A whole year had passed. Yeah. yeah. How, I mean, not if you, if you don't want to get into it or whatever, but how, I, I can't imagine that was an easy year. Right. No, it's like, not. I mean, it had to be terrible for you. Right. 
No, not easy. And to top it off, I was in a relationship that was not supportive at all with anything. Mm. And, um, you know, he was part of the reason why I had a lot of self issues, uh, you know, body image issues and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so how'd you get through the year? Honestly, I don't, I don't even know. I was probably the worst. I swear I was probably the worst I ever was like drinking a lot. Um, you know, just no self-respect for myself. Just self-medicating. Yeah, just, just getting through it, right? Just, yeah, yep. And so, um, that the next year goes by, and then you know, of course, the doctor. We made plans to to try to fix everything. So we go under, and um, you know, we, we go under, and he does the surgery. Takes only the two hours. Thinking everything's great. Come out of it, and um. And I kind of look, and you can look at them kind of right after, you know, there's all the, the stitches and, you know, it's all bandaged and it, it looks pretty gross, but you can probably get an idea of how it's going to turn out. I don't know if you've ever seen a surgery, but you know, you can kind of mm-hmm. see, okay, this is good work or not good work or, um, anyway, so I take the bandages off like the next day to, to look and it's like, it looks okay, but it's like not that great. Right. I'm like, ah, it's, it's going to be good enough. Right. Cause I just dealt with like the worst ever years, you know, prior. So I'm like, this is, this is going to be good enough. I'm, I'm fine. Right. Well, then what happens is things start healing. And as it starts healing, things start coming like out of the stitches and just, it's all botched basically. So like, what do you mean things things were coming out of the stitches? Okay. So imagine like, okay, so, and I'm going to be straight up. This is, I don't even care. You guys got to get a good visual of this. Okay. So imagine my areola, right. And there was stitching all around the areola. Okay. Now the stitches ended up pretty much. It was like, I had an areola then stitching. Okay. And then another areola pretty much around. So it was like the stitch, the, the, the darker pigment part of your, you know, the areola was kind of going outside of the stitch. And so it was like not healing. Right. And, and then to top it off, all the scars were becoming uh, keloid, you okay. know, so they were raised scars. It was, it was so, you know, oh my God, it was so bad. It yeah, was when, you, when you said, botched. yeah, when you said that things were coming out, I didn't know if you meant like infection or. No, no, no. Thank God okay. I had never gotten an infection, but no, the stitching work was just not right. Gotcha. And so okay. just everything just looked not symmetrical. Let's just say that I had one areola giant. I had one uh, smaller. It was so not right. And I even have a photo and maybe what we could do is we can, I'll let you guys blur it out or something. You know, I'm telling you it's crazy. It, it's so bad. And so actually it's funny you mentioned botch. So I actually did uh, put my pictures onto that. Um, I tried to apply, you know, to, to be on the show. Uh-huh. You know, so, and I never got picked, but I mean, that's how bad in my opinion they were, Wow. you know, and so now, okay, two years later, um, thinking I'm going to have, you know, decent looking boobs for the first time in my life, <laughs> it becomes like another horror story. So at this point, I'm literally like, I've given up. I pretty much given up and I'm like, you know, what? and I, and I just think to myself, I'm like, I just don't think I was meant to be per- like, to be normal, like just anything. Like, I just, I think I had just accepted the fact that like, it is what it is and I can't ever change it. You know, I was never going to be like anything that I was ever hoping I could be close to, you know, to as far as mentally, like, you know, just mentally and emotionally better 
and, and, and feeling better. So I don't know. I just was like, I'm cursed. It's just, it is what it is. I have to accept it. Right. So like three years go by and, and mind you, I'm, it's, you know, I'm still drinking. I'm still trying to cope with things. I'm, I don't know, you know, it's like, how do you go through it? I don't know. Well, how were things left with the the cancer angle? So apparently that was all taken care of and that's all good. Okay. So, and like I said, I honestly, till this day, I will never know the truth. I don't know if he just said it just because he knew the work that he did was bad, you know, or if he, or if it was true and I really did have a giant tumor, you know, but half of me believes a little bit because um, also I do have a family history of uh, breast cancer. My great grandmother uh, died actually of breast cancer. So it wasn't like this, you know, outrageous thing that it could be, you know? So I was kind of like, well, maybe he's telling the truth. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, so it's just, it was like an emotional roller coaster, you know? But um, anyways, that after that happened, um, I just kind of gave up. Right. And, uh, uh, eventually I don't even know what I say three, four years later. I think I'm like, I don't even know how old I am now. Probably one of my 32 now. So I was probably 29 or something. Um, by a miracle, I met, um, a guy that at that time, uh, I was dating. It was another relationship, a three-year relationship I was in. Um, but he introduced me to a doctor that he had, um, gone to and did surgery with. And, um, he was like, just get a consultation with him. Like, I know this is an issue you've had your whole life. You know, he knew the story and I told him everything. And I went into this consultation with this, it's a new doctor. Okay. Brand new doctor. And I just told the doctor, I was like, look, I just, I, this is what I've been through. This is my story. This is the past. I just want you to tell me the truth can you fix this? Is it even worth it? I don't want to go through another emotional roller coaster. I don't want to feel, you know, it's a lot when you have to prepare yourself for surgery. It is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like I got to take off a week of work. I got to let family help me, you know, like, you know, cause you, you got to have somebody pick you up, take you, you know, it's, it's a big deal. You, you don't just go in. It's an emotional thing here. So I told him, I said, just be straight up with me. I just want to know the truth. If it's not possible, I will accept, I'll accept it. And it is what it is. So, um, he was like, no, Sarah, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to fix this. This is not okay. I want to fix it and we're going to make it better and you're going to be happy. So came out of that, uh, we did the surgery. Um, well let's back up before that. So now let's talk about, um, because I have to, I have to stop there because I didn't get the surgery right then. So, um, Actually, prior to that year, it was New Year's Eve. Um, this was two years ago. So it was two years ago. How much? So it was. I was 30 when I got my other surgery. So um, two years ago, New Year's Eve, um, and this is when the assault happens, okay? So before I had got my third boob job done, um, uh, I had been assaulted. Um, with. Um, I was at a, a lounge, a hotel lounge um, in Southern California. And I was with my family and it was just a real chill, relaxing, you know, not, not like a crazy party or anything like that. It wasn't, it was just like an upscale lounge type of just real mellow vibes. Right. They had music and stuff, but very high class. Okay. And, um, go there and, um, I'm just going to try to make this story really short, but basically, um, end of the night comes 
And I'm going to set my drink down to go upstairs to go meet my family because we had a hotel room up there. So um, go up, I was going to go upstairs, right? And then from the corner of my eye, I see this lady, this old lady just kind of coming at me all crazy. And I'm like, what the heck? So the first thing I can react, because it's like literally everything happened really fast. But the th- first thing I can think of to do is like, okay, I took my empty glass. I had like my glass in my hand and it had a couple ice cubes left. And I'm like, okay, let me just try to throw my ice cubes over so she can like not come at me. Right. I'm not trying to get in an argument or a fight with an old lady. Like, you know, it's not, it's not my style. So I'm just trying to be like, Hey, just back up, you know, your space. So I throw this, this, um, ice cubes out or it doesn't hit or anything, but apparently I, I guess that was too much for her. And she got crazy, went up to the bar and threw wine glass at my face. Um, wine glass didn't connect. So I guess she tried to throw it again. There was two. And next thing I know, blood is everywhere. I have people all over rushing. Um, you know, they're coming at me and they're like trying to help me. They, they were like holding blood on me. You know, they got napkins. They were holding all this blood. Honestly, I had no idea what happened because the only thing I remember is waking up in the ER, um, like 30 minutes later. And, and like, they had to tell me what happened. Cause it's like, glass hitting my face, cutting me everything. Um, so really messed up. Right. So, and, and so I had just gotten the surgery, my second one that was in November of the prior year. Right. So only about two months, right. Cause new year's Eve hits of that following. And then this assault happens. So it was pretty what, much back to back. What happened to the old lady? So she got arrested. Yeah, she got Good. arrested, um, went through a whole civil suit with her. Um, yeah, all bad. Um, but um, yeah, so. Not that uh, it matters now, but did you ever find out what her fucking deal was? <laughs> no, she going and that's you? what's crazy. I feel like my whole life, I never understand why things happen to me. You know, like the surgeries, didn't understand that. With this lady, I have no idea. I can't tell you. Like, it's not like I knew her. It's not like. She, you know, she had, she had not even talked to me the whole night. I didn't know. I don't know. I think she was just maybe jealous and just didn't like me or honestly, I couldn't tell you. I would say, could it have been a situation where she was pissed off at somebody else and you just happened to be there? Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I mean, that's I, not excusing it at all. I mean, you don't put you lay no, your hands no. or throw so, anything at anybody. But. No, absolutely not. No, but what's interesting is so the whole entire night I was with my family. So she had to have been watching me and keeping an eye out because there would be no way she would even attempt to throw anything or do anything if I was next to a family member or somebody that I was with. So I feel like she like was watching me the whole night, you know, and waiting for that moment to be for me to be alone because she had that only split window of opportunity to do anything. So that's what's super interesting. Or it just happened to be her luck that nobody was around me because I could tell you my family's crazy. They wouldn't have accepted that or let that happen. You know, nothing would have gone to that far. I mean, the fact one wine glass was thrown and then another, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Like that's, yeah, the first one should have been stopped, you know, and it was a direct hit. Like it was, we weren't that far from each other. I mean, um, but anyway, so, so yeah, so that happens. Right. And that was, you know, right after a, a certain, you know, my second surgery. So that's going on. And while that's happening, you know, the civil suits going on. So I'm trying to get money because I'm like, this is messed up. I have to fix my face. Like my face is my, that's how I was making money at the time. Cause my modeling was taking off. I was doing more things, getting into magazines, getting published, you know, um, my Scarsville, you know, I had launched my website. I mean, there were so many things going on and I'm like, really? Like, and then this happens. Okay. So I'm like, 
my, in my face. Like I could have lived with the boobs, you know, because you, you don't have to, I mean, you can cover that up, right? It's like in photos and stuff, there's ways to cover that up. But my face, I mean, that's like, that's like the main thing. That's, and, and, and that's, you know, that's all that I can really get, kind of think of, you know, how hard that would have been because that, you know, that's, yeah. that's your craft, right? That's, a, you know, that, that your face yeah. and your body and, and what you do to take care of yourself and all that kind of stuff. Like that's your tool to do the things that you're passionate about and, right. you know, you're living and whatnot. And it, when something like that happened, it's a, this shit that, I, that, that went through your head, I can't even imagine because you, even though you don't know what's at the end of the tunnel, life's over at that point. Right. You know, you're just like, I'm fucked up. but I, I don't look the same, blah, 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 blah. I, so I just, I can't even imagine honestly what, uh, what, what, what was going through your mind at the time. I know. And, um, and I felt prior to that, I was doing pretty good cause I was trying to get back into fitness and I was, you know, because things were, I was doing really well in the modeling, um, you know, doing my modeling and people were coming at me with, you know, magazines and stuff. So I felt during that time I was kind of on a better track, even though I still obviously had these issues, you know, these body issues and stuff, you know, from the surgeries, but I felt I was pretty good, but then this happens. Right. And, and then it's just all over. So then this is just where I feel like it was probably the hardest time in my life, um, for that year. And so I was just like, I, you know, I told my family, I was like, I have, I have to get I got to get scar revision surgery for this. I got to fix this. And, and on top of fixing that, um, so that was also what I was saying at, uh, meeting this new doctor. So now we can kind of fast forward to where I kind of left off before with this new doctor. And, um, you know, my ex had put me into this, um, you know, had introduced me to this doctor and all that. And it was kind of all during this time when that happened. And so I go to the consultation, the doctor says he can fix me. Um, and then while that was going on, he was also like, I can fix your scar, you know, for the, on my face and everything. So I was getting oh, wow. like all this major surgery done, um, because he also had to fix everything that this prior doctor had done, you know, to the, to the, uh, breasts, you know? So it was a major surgery because he was like, gosh, this is just messed up. I mean, he saw it and he was like, it's a botched job. He's like, this is going to take, you know, a few hours on top of the scar. So Anyway, so we decided to go in for that. And I actually ended up doing that um, uh, in November of the that year, you know, so it was New Year's. And then, you know, so January from January to November, um, I had to wait, you know, to get surgery. So I had to wait almost a whole year um, to finally get this surgery done. And, you know, also because the scar did have to heal. I mean, it was all I showed you guys photos. I think you guys are going to post some of the photos up, but it took um, almost a full year for this scar to heal. Cause it was, it was, uh, blood everywhere. There was, it was, uh, cause they had to glue my face basically back up. They couldn't do stitches, but they had to, there was flaps that were coming off from the, um, glass that was cut. And, um, so they had to glue my face, like the, the skin back up. So it took a long time. So now with this, right. So it's like a whole nother year I had to wait. So then finally I go into the surgery of hopefully my life. Right. And I'm like, this has got, something's got to give here. Like, you know, so get out of this surgery. And I feel like it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, unfortunately though, during that time of the full year where I had to wait for this surgery, um, I did gain a lot of weight. Um, I was super depressed. Um, I couldn't go to the gym because 
you know, my face was all cut up. So people would stare and, you know, plus also it was a health thing because there was blood, you know, you know, fresh blood and stuff. So they wouldn't let me in the gym, you know, so there was just, it was, it was very hard because I had gained the most weight during that time. Um, I was just super depressed. I had zero hope that any surgery was, I didn't believe the surgery was going to go well. I, I was scared. Well, you based know? on prior history, why would you think that? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, just so many emotions and I'm just like, you know, it's like a letdown after a letdown after a letdown. And I'm just like, this is going to be the big letdown again, you know? And so I had zero hope at the time and I was just, you know, it's just very hard. Um, but, uh, the good thing is the surgery went great. Everything went well. My scar, you can't even tell it's there. I had the most amazing doctor. Um, and yeah, and I, I definitely not, you know, every day, you know, I try to, uh, you know, look at the positives and I try to look at myself as like, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel good now, you know, but it's hard when you just have so many memories and so many past things like trigger you. And, um, so yeah, it's just really hard. I, I every day I'm just trying to grow and to, to better myself and to love myself more each day. Um, you know, and it's taken a, it's taking a while and it's, you know, it's a journey, but I feel, I don't know. I feel, I feel at a good place now, you know? So it's just really hard. Yeah. Uh, for whatever, this made me remember something. Um, uh, it, it, as stupid as social media is and stuff like that, but with modeling is different. So like, you know, um, I feel like back in the day you were heavily on Instagram and all of a sudden like, Oh, I did. Yeah. I kind yeah. Of it's like you like deleted an account or something like that. Cause then I remember getting added or something like that. And, 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 you know, the message was like, Hey, this is new, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I imagine, I mean, was that during some pretty difficult times? Yeah, because yeah for sure. Like um, pause and delete mm -hmm. and like your whole world would like disappear or something like that. And I'm like, something's going on with her, you know? Yeah, What's I definitely up? was going through a lot with the surgeries and the mental. And, you know, like I said, you guys are one of the first to kind of hear what's going on in this stories. Um, but I'm a very kind of private person. I didn't feel like sharing things just because. I don't, I don't know. I always felt maybe I was going to be like a failure to people. Um, I didn't want to show people I was weak. I didn't want like my fans or, you know, other young girls, uh, people that looked up to me. I don't know. You know, I just felt like if I tell things to people and share the true me, um, I don't know. It's like I give enough for people to know that I'm human and to know that I'm real, you know, and I like to share a little bit, but I felt like too much. It's just like, how it's familiar does that sound, Jerry? I, I would say, did you just yeah. hear me chuckle at that? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Sarah, we we we've talked to a million people, and I've you know, you and I. This is the first time we've ever talked, but I've got a radio background. I was in in radio here in Tampa Bay for twenty years, and you know, I, I compare it to a double life. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's so funny. It, it's funny the things that every single podcast we have. And every single conversation we have always seems to come back to something similar to that. Yep. Where, yep. where you know, people always put on a front mm -hmm. so, you know, even, the rest of the world doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, even going yeah. back to, like, the whole male-female thing, the, the guys are holding back because they don't want people to know that, you know, their, 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 their head's a little sloppy, you know, and that makes them uh, – weak and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's the same thing. Like what you just said, you, you want to, you want to be someone that, that, 
that represents women well. And, and if they choose to look up to you or want to do that, you don't want to show a different side of you to, to allow that to change or, or, you know, be hindered of so, in some way. So it's all the same. I mean, I, I, you, you, Jerry, you, you posted something on, on Facebook about, um, uh, damn it. Uh, Michael his Phelps. Name, Michael Phelps. Yeah. And how this whole COVID situation right now, and he's, you know, how he's struggling. And he, even prior to that, he's, he was open about his mental illnesses and his challenges. And, and I, and I, I shared it and I, I'm like, even the greatest of all time, the greatest of all time has mental issues as well. Like people, we all have a brain. <laughs> We're all human. So everybody, you, you would be surprised. Like what's, what's up, what's, what's going on in, in, in you know, in between uh, those ears, right? Like it's, it, it's just, it's un- unimaginable how much is hidden from, you know, from, from just everyday people that they just, they just can't, they can't, they can't be open about it. So, but that's why we do this. That's why we have these conversations. So people can have this conversation and, and be open about it and uh, help someone else, you know, along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't want to put words in Sarah's mouth, but you know, I, I know, Personally speaking from, you know, my own experience, you know, I put on that front because there was almost shame to it. You know, there was almost embarrassment to it because I didn't want the rest of the world to know that, you know, I was struggling with something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think um, it's, I've always been a strong woman and I just feel that is, it's a good quality I have in myself. You know, and I think it's why I attract a lot of people and a lot of fans in that way. Um, but definitely like I hurt, you know, that every day I hurt, you know, um, just from having to, you know, think about everything I've been through, but, um, I don't know. I just, so is everything good? Is everything good now? Is ever, you know, I mean, like honestly, the, the last for, surgery and all yeah, that? No, everything's good. The only difference is, um, you know, I'm the smallest size I've ever been as far as, um, you know, cause when, when I went in to the first, uh, a breast job. I had, I had a plan. I kind of, I knew how many CCs I wanted. I knew, you know, I kind of had this idea of how I was going to look. And basically from that time until now, I mean, it's not anything of what, well, size wise and, and how, I mean, they look great. Don't get me wrong, but size, like I wanted them bigger. So, um, my goal is in two more years, I, ha- I have some bills and things I need to pay off, uh, you know, good old student loans and, and whatnot, but soon as the, those are all done, I'm, I'm actually going to go in one more time. Yeah. For, for a surgery. And, um, I just feel like, and I know people are like, you're, you're crazy. Like you're, you're fine now, you know? And I'm like, you don't understand when you go through three surgeries and you pay all this money. Um, it's kind of like go big or go home at this point. It's kind of like, I've already been through it. So it's like, and if, if I paid all this money, I want it, I want it to look how I want it to look. Well, yeah, I mean, so, and, and who gives a shit what other people think anyway, yeah. because you need to be comfortable in your own body and you need to be happy. So fuck them. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you know, it's going to be, what, it, it'll be what by, I don't even know the, can't do the math right now, but at that point in two more years, it'll be almost due for another boob drive anyways. I mean, not almost, but you know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to keep, you have to keep up with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, at some point I would have to get another one regardless. Right. So it's right. like, I might as well just get it while I'm younger and, and get it how I actually wanted it from day one and kind of just finish what I started, you know? So, so question like, so th- this is, I mean, this is a, a lot of time we're talking about years and years of, of, 
a lot of downs and with little ups is what it seems like. Um, you know, we, Jerry and I, we talk about the aha moment on the show a lot. Um, you know, mine was, I, I thought I was dying cause I'm, I was so anxiety ridden and I wanted to just jump out of my skin. I was, I was uncomfortable with my own, my own skin and I didn't want to live my life like that anymore. Um, so I, you know, self-medicating all that kind of stuff uh for others and and like yourself drinking and stuff what um did you ever have one of those moments like how did like out of that entire time like what got you through um, yeah that that, mo- that moment of clarity of okay yeah, like, something's got to change fuck. yeah i gotta do something about this right yeah i think from having the last surgery is kind of it definitely helped because i definitely looked the best i ever had looked um you know, and everything was great then. Um, but I really think deep down it was, um, you know, my family, the supporters, um, I've had uh, tons of fans from like years. I mean, the fans that follow me that actually like care. I mean, these are people that have been following me since my space days, even since interviewing bands. I mean, and the fact that like, and it may not be a lot, you know, you see how many followers you can have. You can have a hundred thousand, you can have 20,000. You can have the numbers don't mean anything to me. It's not about how many, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's how I've affected just a handful maybe of people and those are the people that help me kind of get through um each day knowing that I am, you know, I am good and like I should still be modeling and they support me and they like what I'm doing and they buy my shirts and they you know get, get the magazines I'm in and those things are what kind of make me feel good because I know that they've been through my journey since day one. They've known when, you know, my space, when I was a kid, you know, basically. So I feel like a lot of that helped um, just people sticking by me and always giving me positive, you know, just, they're just positive people like, Oh, you're beautiful. You know, just constant reinsurance, you know, just you're good. You know, you're beautiful. So I think a lot of that helps. Um, whether or not maybe they really mean it or not, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to, you know, get at me, whatever. But I don't know. It helps um, coming from those people or from my close friends and my family. Um, so so that really helps. And then also I've tried to, within the past uh, year, I've, you know, took on more work. So I had three jobs and that really keeps me busy. You know, I feel like the more I have a routine in life and the more I keep myself busy and figure out things that make me happy you know, kind of steer me away from the drinking and the partying or the, um, feeling crappy about myself and wanting to go, you know, do something, you know, destructive or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think it's a combination of just having the right support system as well as keeping myself busy and focused on things that, um, you know, are, are good things in life and not, you know, it, it, it's it's so funny you, you bring up the social media aspect because I've related my story before about, you know, going through the near-death thing that I went through and, you know, being open and honest on social media and, you know, all the while having the people in my life say, well, you're just doing this for attention. Why are you putting this out there? But what yeah. they didn't see were the dozens of emails and messages I was getting on social media from people going through similar things. And, you know, I, I've said before to this day, some of my closest friends are people that I've never met in person because oh, yeah. because, you know, we all kind of helped each other through our issues, you know, yeah. and, and that's you know, that's the, the positive side of social media. And I can only imagine for a model like yourself, mm-hmm. 
the people in the background going, why are you doing this for attention? Aren't you doing this enough? Yeah. It's interesting because I actually get more, I feel like I get more positive feedback, you know, and messages and stuff. So I feel like I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you have a lot of haters and a lot of negative um, attention, I guess, and, and negative messages and stuff, maybe you're not probably doing something right, you know, or maybe your character and who you are, people aren't liking, but I I'd have to say I do for the most part, get a lot of more positive messages. Um, right. Yeah. I, I was referring more, you know, in my world to, to yeah. you know, people, people in my life, in my actual life, like friends and, and things like that saying, oh, yeah. why are you putting this out there for you? You know, you're just, you're, you're looking for attention. I'm like, no, I'm not. You don't realize oh, yeah. the, the the people that are reaching out to me about this about their own issues and truthfully that's a big part of why you know i I wanted to start this podcast with brandon is Mm -hmm. you know the whole the whole premise of what we do is you know it's real people with real stories about real life you know and if we put ourselves out there you know it might help somebody else and so far we've seen that and it sounds like you putting yourself out there has had the same effect Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think it is more effective on social media, which is interesting versus real life because yeah, I can tell you there are a handful of people that don't support what I'm doing and they want me to throw in the towel. Cause they're like, Sarah, you're 32. It was all great when you were 18, you know, 1920, but like, come on, like, you know, and most of it's direct family. Cause they're like, okay, people aren't going to, people aren't going to take you serious. Like in the real world, like you're not going to find a relationship. You're never going to settle down. You're not going to have kids. Like nobody's going to accept you. They're going to judge you. They're always going to assume things, your social media. It's just all bad, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You get, I get it all the time and I hear it every day, but, um, but I don't know, just something about me. I just don't want to change it. Like, why would I want to change myself or the things that I'm doing? Um, to, to make somebody else happy or to like, you know what I mean? Let somebody else's opinion change about me. Like that's, that's not my goal in life. Like, I don't know. So well, I mean, it's like, I, I, yeah, at the end of the day, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, that's, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just hard when, yeah, you might get people that assume things right away because they don't, and, and maybe part of it is me because I don't share a lot of my vulnerable side, right. you know, I do kind of show this social media is just, you know, more business and modeling and, you know, the half naked photos and all that. So of course people are going to assume what they want to assume, but, um, I know deep down in my heart, you know, and I know why I do the things that I do and I know I'm a good person and I know I've always been more giving, um, you know, than I do expect to receive anything. And it all started with interviewing bands. I mean, that's why I wanted to interview bands. Um, And I was interviewing unsigned bands. And I did that because I wanted to give them exposure. I wanted to help those bands. Like, I felt there was so much good music that people didn't hear. And um, that was the main reason why I did what I did back then is, you know, trying to give those people exposure that were my friends. And I think I helped a lot of people from, um, you know, from everything, interviewing, giving them exposure, from modeling their merch helping connecting networking i mean man you know it's crazy but not to mention you know i'm not really hating on california or southern california but that's that's i mean it's it's the toughest place to live uh image wise you know oh yeah so so it's like when i lived there you know i was living in burbank so i wasn't you know at the beaches where you are and whatnot and 
<laughs> you know, it's just, it's like you had to have status or you, you didn't mean shit. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like judging, constantly judging, constantly judging. And it just made me sick to my stomach. I hated it. But, um, you know, some people love that stuff and some people will get, will change and get sucked yeah. all that shit. But, uh, but, you know, you're yeah, already going through all these different things and then you have to deal with that, that stuff on top of it when you're, it, you could be perfectly normal and still be judged. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. I, yeah. You so. definitely have to have tough skin to, to live in California. It's a brutal world out here. Yeah. And everybody is just users, you know, they want to use you for something or, you yeah. know, it, it's, you know it's, how it is. I don't even need yeah. live in California. You, what can you do different. for me? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what can you do for me? So, and, and I did, and I I look back and I realized, man, I was really naive then because I did get taken advantage a lot of for the things that I did to help people, you know. And and it's funny, and I'll I'll ask for help now, you know, from there's like some people that I know, you know, that are now famous and and whatnot, and of course they're not going to help me, you know. But I'm like, come on, man, remember back then when I? <laughs> no, nobody like, remembers. Uh, nobody remembers you know, the, the countless hours you. you I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've done for for people in that industry, man. I mean, I'm talking uh, artwork for album covers and T-shirts and all yeah, kinds of shit thing. like that, and, and and it's like, hey. Uh, I never got a fucking dime for that. And we're in, you know, what, what's up now? And they're like, Oh, what? I don't know. You, 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 no, you disappeared. You don't count now. Yeah. <laughs> or you're not cool. Okay. Or maybe you don't have enough followers or whatever. Cause back then my, MySpace was like a big deal. But when you compare my MySpace to now, I don't look like anything. And and now you have to have like a million followers to even look like anything. So it's just, Cause you know, everybody's buying followers. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm like, there's no way. Like, it's so fake. It's just, it doesn't even matter because like I said, it's not about, um, the quantity quantity, you know, it's the quality. So yeah, it's the people, it's the people that are real, the people that can help you, the people that care, uh, just being kind all that shit, man. It's just, uh, I don't want to say we take it for granted. We do take it for granted, but there's so many people out there that are so negative and are so quick to just want to take people down. I just, I, forever, man. And I, and I've been surrounded by plenty of people that have tried to take me down and for no fucking reason whatsoever. And I just don't understand it. I don't understand how I don't, I don't understand how someone's mind can get there. Like, like, is it, is it, is it just jealousy that, that it overwhelms them to the point that they have to attack or that's their only way to get, get at someone is just to fucking take them down. That's what makes them feel better. When me, I want to be kind to someone that makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm being a good person, a good, you know, a husband, a father, a a man, whatever. Um, I I couldn't imagine just trying to take down people just for the sake of doing it, man. It, It really makes me sick. It's just, ugh. But yeah, that reminds me of California a little bit. Just saying, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you don't mind, uh, you know, and you know, if this, if if you don't want to go down this rabbit hole, I completely understand. But the, I, I'm fascinated, and I think a lot of people can relate when you were talking about your body image issues and and how all of that began, and you know, trying to get through it all. Did you have these issues? Um, you know, growing up and, and things like that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, like I said, I think, I think it mainly started because I was such a tomboy. I think like, um, 
I, I think I was more like, you know, I had a lot of guy friends, but I don't, I, maybe I don't know, maybe they did like me, but I always felt we were just all, always friends. So I never felt like the pretty girl. Like I just never felt like feminine. And I don't know how to explain that, but it's just like a feeling. Um, I just, I don't know. I felt so masculine and, and maybe it's because my personality also is very alpha. I don't know. I've always been more of a leader than a follower type of. Um, so I think a lot of it was that, but then, you know, obviously I had girlfriends and, you know, I'd compare myself to their bodies to me. And I was definitely always the heavier one I felt out of all my friends. Um, I knew from a young age, probably about 14, I knew my boobs were deformed. I mean, that's how the whole thing started. I knew that there was something wrong. I mean, when I have stretch marks and they're saggy and areolas are giant, there's something not right there, you know? And that's from me not even being obese prior or having a significant weight. I mean, I wasn't even that heavy, but when I look back, you know, at that time I felt like I was heavy because all my friends were smaller than me. You know, and then plus I was playing all these sports, masculine ones, you know, basketball, like, you know, and I was bulking up, I had to lift weights there. Like, I mean, I just think I was just always felt like not girly enough or not pretty enough, like a feminine woman, like how men wanted a woman, you know? So, um, I think that's where it like really kind of started was, yeah, a really young age. And it was definitely, I would have to say the boobs were the main thing. I mean, I knew from a young age that was not normal. So that, that's kind of where it started. And then of course, being in relationships, um, you know, guys using, and I don't know, you know, the relationships and the, and the guys thing didn't help at all either. Cause they would just, you know, ho- try to hook up with me and then it'd be done with like one and done, you know, kind of thing. So I'm right. like, okay, well, they obviously don't like me for me. So, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, you know, and I'm a young, you know, twenties, you know, and that's happening. So it's kind of like. I don't know, just a lot of mixed emotions. So, well, now just, that now that you've had all of the surgeries and you know you're you you appear to be on the other side of this, do those issues still exist? Because I can't imagine that's something that just goes away. Uh, it's it's interesting because I think I think I feel good about my body now. It's hard, you know. It's hard because you know we are our own worst critics, right? So you. Yep. you have look at yourself every day in the mirror. Nobody's ever going to be satisfied. I mean, let's be real. Like we can't all be a hundred percent like, Oh, I love everything about my body. Like, uh, you know, we all have our flaws and, and it's just the way it is. We are human. So I think I've learned to accept the fact that I'll always have these little things, you know, because everybody does. But so I think now being the age I am and everything, like I am totally a hundred percent comfortable in my own skin. I, I feel, I feel obviously there are those little things here and there, like, of course, like right now, oh my God, I have the quarantine weight, you know, everybody's gained some more weight. The quarantine stuff. 15? The quarantine, yeah, the quarantine 15. 15. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you know, but those are just things that can, right. you know, change if I just work out again and get back into shape and eat better and, you know, and all that. So, I mean, those things are, I feel are just more the everyday things uh, of what I God, do. I love Not Taco Bell. Not necessarily, yeah, like the core <laughs> of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bunch of Taco Bell. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, Taco Bell's the worst. Yeah, no, that, yeah. The the reason the reason I asked is, I mean, you always come across these people that you know, or you see them on TV where they're like, "Well, you know, I've lost 150 pounds and I feel great, but mentally, I'm yeah. still that fat guy that everybody made fun of." 
Yeah, and it honestly is that something shit just doesn't go really away. Right, right, and and that's why I asked because, you know, like I said, you yeah. seem to be in a pretty good place now, but those feelings don't just disappear. Yeah, and it's hard because when I see myself naked in the mirror, I just all I can see is like messed up boobs, and you know, just you know what I mean. I just see it's like flashbacks. It's like you can't really just get over it, <laughs> you know, as much as I try to. But like I said, I am definitely in the best place I've ever been as far as how I feel about my body. Yes, absolutely. That because the core of the problem of is pretty much fixed. So there's a lot of things that were fixed, but, um, you know, it's almost like layers, like, you know, the core is fine, but there's also these other layers you got to kind of get through and, and each layer kind of has like a memory of something. Yeah, you each know, layer has a trigger. Yeah, I was I was about to say that each layer has yeah. a trigger because you know I go through the same thing because you know I uh, went through some major surgery back in 07 that we've talked about on another episode, so I'm not going to get into the whole story again. But mm-hmm. uh, I've got an eight inch scar on the right side of my chest from where they had to crack my chest open, and yeah, I was 28 when it happened, and every every I, you know I get out of the shower, you look in the mirror. And I see that scar and I'm right back to that spot, you know, yeah. so I can only imagine, you know, being a woman and having these issues, you know, with an area as, as sensitive as, you know, as your breasts, you know, yeah. I, I, I feel for you. I, I can only imagine what those triggers do to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's just every day, you know, trying to grow. And as I get older, it honestly becomes less and less of an issue. Because you just kind of start getting older and you just don't care about little things anymore. You know, you're just, so well, true. it is what it is. You just, yeah, you just kind of accept it. It's kind of like the kid thing. I'm like, I don't have kids. And sometimes I'm just like, well, you just accept it. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Same thing with body image. You know, if it's if you're not supposed to have that perfect body that you think you're supposed to have or whatever the media tells you or whatever, you know, it is what it is. You just accept it and you just live with it. So I think I'm just, you know, as I get older, it's just kind of that kind of is just embedded in my, in me, you know, just. Well, you're older and wiser and, and, you know, more, more equipped to handle that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally get it. So, you know, when, when you do go back to those places and you are triggered like that, what's Mm -hmm. the first thing you do to get yourself out of that funk? Ooh, I don't know. I probably try to reach out to people. I don't know. I, I probably do something. I don't know what I do probably do some kind of post or I don't know if you feel bad about yourself you know you try to want a little bit of attention maybe maybe that's kind of what I I do but it's probably I not the best lift thing you up a little bit or something I mean I don't know yeah it's hard and it's it's hard um because I, I know I know when when I go through it and, and I see it and I, I go back there you know I, I spend five minutes in, in in my self-pity party of holy Christ how did I survive that and then I think about what I've accomplished since then. And, you know, and I've told Brandon, you know, in my case, it's almost a form of survivor's guilt in in my case, because, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have walked away from what I walked away from. Um, And I've had several doctors tell me that, but I'm still here for some reason. Um, But, you know, I, the first thing I do is try to, you know, try to look at everything that's gone on since then and, and the obstacles I've overcome Instead of wallowing in the self-pity thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I mean, it's kind of the same. I'll just think about like, I've come through, yeah, you've gone through so much and you've come so far and it does, it keeps me kind of hungry to keep going. Feeds me, you know, feeds me to just do better and to, to be better and to keep growing. And yeah, sometimes I'll look back at old photos and be like, man, like, 
okay, it could have been, I could be still like that, you know, but I'll be like, oh no, I look, I look good. Like, what am I, what am I crazy? Like, it's all a mental thing. It's all mental. It's all mental. It's like we do it to ourselves. I'll have a shitty day, a bad day. Something will just wreck it completely. And, and I will, uh, I'll be driving down the road or something like that. And unfortunately see people, you know, huddled up in corners that are homeless and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, you, you need to, re- you need to relax and be thankful and be a good person and just, you know, just swallow yeah. it and, and, you know what? and that move is on. Good, that is a good point. Cause I, I didn't think of that, but yeah, I know I actually do kind of do the same thing as I I'll look at, I'll try to like real, I'll, I'll look at myself in my life and I'll be like, well, there's these other people in this world and they're going through way more worse things. So why am I, you know, like so concentrated on this little thing? That's not even that big of a deal in the real world picture of everything else that's going on. You know, it's hard though. It's hard yeah. though. Like you can't, I mean, I can say it real easily, you know, like, Oh, I, I tell myself, look at, you know, there's, there's people that are starving. Right. So you, so you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. Easier said than done. Right. You, you have to be mentally, strong enough to get get yourself through something like that and it doesn't just happen over like overnight it takes time to get that type of strength and i think like you said getting older and wiser and whatnot like shit starts to like not matter anymore like i just don't care you know shit uh i'm just just stupid things like not wanting to go or leave the house or go out in public you know like a girl no way i'm leaving with, with without makeup on or like i gotta do my hair for me or something like that and i don't yeah. give a shit i'll shit i'll go i'll go grocery shopping and board shorts and whatever you know i like it just things like that like back in the day you would never ever 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 do because uh you're so concerned about what other people are thinking as they look uh, that nowadays you just don't give a shit like taco bell man taco bell <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sarah, what, uh, you know, your, your story is incredible. What, what are you up to now? What, what are some of the projects you're working on now? Um, I still have my website. Uh, I've been doing that. It's been running. It's good. I, I constantly get some new art, you know, going there. Uh, I design a lot of the art myself, but then I also bring in some other artists that are famous artists and stuff. So that's good. I'm just, you know, that's been keeping up. And what's your website? Uh, uh, the scarsville.com. Okay. Yeah. So um, that, and then I'm going to get back into doing some more modeling photos. I have photographers just been hitting me up nonstop, but I feel like after this quarantine thing, I want to kind of get back to the gym a little bit and kind of like feel a little good. And then maybe after a few months, I'll shoot again. Get rid of that quarantine 15. Yeah. Quarantine 15. The Taco Bell hell. 25, more like it. (laughs) No, but... Uh, probably that, you know, um, cause there are magazines I do want to get into. There's a couple of them that I've been eyeballing that I've been wanting to get into, but I just haven't took the photos to get into them yet. Um, so that, and then, you know, I do my subscriptions, uh, people can pay a subscription to, you know, see more photos and exclusive content and stuff like that. So I've been running that. I've been doing my Scarsville. And where, where can they do, where can they find you there? On, well, I'm on OnlyFans. Okay. I don't know if that's, a, if that's a good thing to say on here. So, no, plug your stuff, uh, sweetheart. <laughs> okay. I'm like, all right, here goes the judging. No, no, um, not I, at all. I, I, I took on that. Um, so, yeah, and that's that makes really good money. So, um, yeah, because I felt, you know, I was so naive back then. And I, you know, all these half naked photos and, and all this, it's like, I just was like, 
dumb. I'm like, why did I not ever get paid for this? Right. So now I actually found a way to get paid, you know, for the things that I'm doing. So I'm like taking advantage of it. Um, but yeah, so those are the couple projects. Um, I was considering maybe doing some interviewing some bands again. I don't know. It's just kind of a lot of work, but I've had bands reach out to me and they're like, just, you know, can you interview? Cause you know, now that we have like Instagram live, you have Facebook live, you have all these live feeds that you can do that. We didn't really have back when MySpace. I mean, you know, right. we didn't have all those features they, actually Facebook at the time didn't even have the live feature. So now that you can kind of just do live things and have it raw and I'm really into the raw thing. No, you know, I don't want any edits or anything. I, I like how it's just very authentic. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll do some, you know, interviews on my Instagram or something, but I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then I'm just working a lot. Um, well, I'll, I will be working a lot once everything kind of opens back up out here, but yeah, just been bartending. Uh, I work my regular Monday through Friday job. Probably people don't know that either, but, um, I'm a merchandiser. I'm in the apparel industry. Uh, I've been doing that for 10 years. I have a BA in it. Uh, probably nobody actually even knows that, that I actually have a, like a legit job. They just <laughs> think I model. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that. That's my corporate job. I've had that for 10 years. I actually don't like really saying much about it or like, you know, I don't tell people cause you know, I don't want the crazy, crazy yeah, no, of course. Stuff. like know where my main job is and where I work, but yeah, I don't, yeah um, no, we don't, we don't want to put that out. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, but that's been my main job, my Monday through Friday. And then I would bartend the weekends. And then I also do my Harley gig, um, promo model for Harley Davidson. So I do that on some Sundays, uh, whenever there's events, the events haven't opened back up, but as soon as they do, you know, as soon as everything opens back up, I'll just be working full force. But as you had asked earlier, you know, how do I keep, focus, you know, and busy, you know, and self-destruction and all that. And that's what keeps me going is like, I just, I really love to work. So it's been kind of hard because it's just so weird this, this time, you know, like, you're like, what do I do with myself? And then, yeah, yeah lately I've been thinking a lot about my past and it's just been like, ugh, like, come on, I need to get working. So, you know, I We're stay all positive and, you know, We're it's hard. There. And then, yeah, it's super it's hard. Like, it's like going to the grocery store too. Uh, uh, you know, it's like a battleground almost. And, you know, people people out there are being actually I, I, decent humans, I feel like. And, you know, like if you're in a lane or someone that kind of cuts you off, like I, this lady like accidentally hit me with her cart. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's all good. I'm what like, the hell are you talking it. about? I got told off by a little old lady for going the wrong way down a one-way aisle. I did too, but I mean that wasn't as interesting as what I'm saying. No, 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 no! Oh, oh no! You open the floodgates, this crazy bitch! All right, I, I forgot something. I turn around to go get it, and this woman looks at me and goes, "You're going the wrong way." Yep, yep. Like, I've been told that at least twice. What the hell? Like, come on, what is it? The public's police or something? But no, but I'm I, I just joke, and I'm like, it's okay. You just rammed into me with your your cart. I'm like, we're all in this together. We're all trying to fucking survive. Sorry, and, didn't mean you know, didn't mean to cut you off at the <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I mean, you know, it's it's all about getting that uh, you know, that that last uh, chicken breast fillet or something. You know, like you just start to lock eyes with somebody fifty feet away, and you're like, fuck it, I'm going, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. <laughs> So. Next show is going to yeah. be <laughs> COVID nineteen grocery store stop or shopping. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> hashtag crazy bitch at the grocery store. Oh yeah, hashtag grocery run. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, look, we won't keep you any longer. Where can everybody find you on social media? 
Yeah. So if you go to, well, you can go to the scarsville.com. It has all the links to everything, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Um, if that doesn't work, my main, I mean, I mostly am on Instagram. So it's uh, at the scarsville. So everything's just super easy. You can just put the scarsville and pretty much anything will come up in Google. I'm sure you can see my only fans, everything, everything comes up. Awesome. Well, look, we appreciate the time and uh, real quick before we wrap up, uh, Brandon, you and I didn't discuss this, but I think we need to send a congratulations out. Uh, we had Rebecca Minner on the uh, podcast, uh, I don't know what, three or four weeks ago. Uh, I saw that she officially graduated from college, so want to send a big congratulations out to Dr. Minner. Uh, I think that's awesome, and it's huge, and we knew that was coming, but it's official now. So congratula- awesome, yeah, congratulations yeah. to uh, <clears throat> Dr. Minner. And, uh, you know, we wish her all the best and, and all the success with, with everything she wants to do. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back and check it out. She was a wealth of knowledge and uh, – you know, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I don't want to jinx any of it and tell you, but you definitely want to make sure you subscribe because we've got some really cool people coming up. Not that Sarah isn't one of the coolest, but uh, some really cool people coming up on the podcast. We want to make sure that, uh, you know, we keep you guys entertained. And, and at the end of the day, we want to keep it real with you. So, uh, Brandon, any, anything you want to plug? How, how? By the way, how are things with the, the barbershop? Are they coming along? Oh yeah, they're coming along. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am running late on everything, but that's because of COVID, uh, you know. Well, you run late uh, with still, everything. Yeah, well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna hit my projected open date that, that I wanted to. But that's all right, man. Fuck, it's over. gonna happen. I'm, I'm very thankful to to be in the position that I'm in, so I can't I can't complain. Well, that's awesome. So, guys, again, we appreciate you guys downloading and subscribing to the podcast. Uh, make sure you follow both of us on uh, social media. You can follow me at Jerry P. Tuck, P-E-T-U-C-K. He is at Brandon Promo. And, of course, always go back and check out the A Place for My Head website, aplaceformyhead.com. So, guys, again, thanks for everything. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for having our back. And until next week, don't forget to hashtag get it out. This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on Sitting Ringside, we listened to one of the fastest rising stars in the pro wrestling business, representing the inner circle in AEW. We talked to Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god. We're going to talk to him about what made him want to go to Booker T's school and what Booker taught him about the pro wrestling business, what it took to get to pro wrestling gorilla and where that took him on his journey. Also, a stop in AAA, a quick stop in MLW, and then we'll talk to him about the opportunity he has now right in the top heel group of AEW called the Inner Circle and what's it like learning under the tree of one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho. Talk about all that and so much more with Sammy Guevara this week on City Ringside. Sitting Ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.